And welcome to another edition of the In Convo We Trust podcast. I am your host, Sean Thomas, aka Shawnee on the mic. Glad to be here again. Season two, episode four. We are just knocking out these shows left and right, left and right. So let's get into episode number four. But before we do, uh, let me just introduce my panel members right quick. To my left, back again is my main man, Akio. Akio, what's going on, player? Good night, good night, good night. We're here again with it. Good conversations, good vibes, high frequency. You know how it goes already. High frequency. That's, it. that's, that's the motor. All 2020, <laughs> high frequency. That's it, that's it. Next to my man, Akio, is my man, Ross. Ross, what's going on, player? Ain't nothing going on, brother. I'm here, I'm here. I just, uh, just trying to get through the days. <laughs> I haven't gotten much sleep lately. So. Yo, me and you both, bro. Me and you both, I don't bro. Think anybody been sleeping lately. <laughs> And last but not least, my main man, Hector. Hector, what's going on, brother? Nothing much, man. Just trying to learn every day. Hector, I feel like I haven't seen you in, like, months, but it's only been weeks, bro. Yeah, yeah. It'd be like that. It'd be like that. You never, never know, because you see somebody, and then a lot <laughs> happens in those two weeks. It does happen, right. Either two shows? Three. Three shows. Yeah. Since the last time I was there, so. Yeah. That's why. <laughs> exactly. It's Boy, been a long, yeah, it's been a very busy two weeks for you. Right. Hector, Ross, and Akio, I appreciate you guys coming. But time to introduce my featured guest. This is a guy that I've been following for a while now. Big fan of his work and everything that he do, everything that he posts. This guy has a lot, a lot of expertise in so many things from business management, social services, human services, pharmaceutical, the list goes on and on. Talking about the one, the only, Terry, a.k.a. on Instagram music. It's Terry, Hector, Akia Ross. Clap it up for Terry coming to the studio today. Terry, what's going on, man? First off, I want to say I appreciate um, the four of you. You know, it's, it's, I just love when I see, like, our generation, like, black brothers, like, really showing love to one another. Because, like, when we look back at like the 60s or 70s and you see like Ali and um, Malcolm X or, you know, even like the 80s and I feel like it's now, like it's when people pass on or when people are in their like 40s and 50s where they start Showing love to one another, so right. much love to y'all, and I appreciate you for I appreciate you. me on the panel. Of course, man, of course, man. So I've been following Terry for a, for a, a long time now on the gram, and Terry is kind of like I said, you just do a whole bunch of things. So let's get into it now. So I know you have a lot of expertise in the business and management field. So just talk about that real, real quick, how you got into that, so on and so forth. Oh, so let's talk back. I was in... You got to go further back, but I'll answer that question yeah, first. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was in um, the social services field for a while, and it did so much for me. And in a short period, I worked, I've had jobs as case manager or uh, director or just different jobs working with the substance abuse population, HIV AIDS population, formerly incarcerated teens, um, kids who are pretty much like, in my eyes, they were like geniuses, but getting them into like, uh, uh, college prep programs, or it was a college prep program, getting them into great colleges, um, doing a lot of things in my community growing up. Um, a lot of elected officials from when I was about 19, 20, 21 had me around them and gave me great positions in the community mm-hmm. where, um, you know, like it's, 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 I just feel blessed to have been able to learn and just been exposed to what I've been exposed to from them. But it was great. And then I just wanted a little bit more. And then my uncle, um, he he was in the pharmaceutical industry first, 
And just watching my dad and um, mom growing up, they both have careers in different things, but also I saw um, different avenues of entrepreneurship in them in my youth. So um, I just wanted to go to school for business because I found myself when wanting to break into just different industries, asking people for advice. And I always felt like um, I needed more. Mm -hmm. So I said, rather than um, just keep, rather than annoy people with questions, just go get my master's in business management and leadership. So I went to school for it and it was an amazing experience for me because I felt like um, in, in, in social services, it, I. I tapped into so much and learned so much, but when I started going to school for business, I saw like um, pieces of my mind coming together and mm -hmm. understanding why that was just a chapter that maybe I will use later, but mm -hmm. like with everything that you see online, that's what I was was bottled in. Right, that's right. what was bottled in when I was in social services. So when I went to school for business, I just kind of learned how to just yeah and and just everything that i envisioned for myself just being able to manage it well <laughs> right 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 um i i should have asked you this first but i'll ask you it now terry if you don't mind just tell the people up um uh, about yourself and up bringing uh that you had so on and so forth so um well my name is terry omisoya i'm a nigerian american nigerian blood both my parents um, raised in New York, Queens, Jamaica, Queens, and um, I just feel blessed. You, you're always in here, right? Yes, sir. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, you know, growing up in New York, I just feel blessed that, uh, like, I could know your culture very well and then walk two miles away and know a Latin culture and a Indian culture and then another mile of white culture. So I just always felt blessed to have everything in the house be Nigerian, but just be able to go... 10 minutes from my house and see literally the world. Right. So um, I do a lot in that. I um, have a background in the social services industry, pharmaceutical industry as a pharmaceutical rep, um, specializing in the area of plaques arises. So medications that treat it, mm. those are different drugs that I sell. Um, from the, the tippity tip of Long Island, so that's the Hamptons, to the Verrazano and Tribal Bridge, so that's dermatology. Okay. And... Um, Prior to that, I was working with um, diabetes medication. So I, I have a background in that. I have a lot of experience in the entertainment industry from journalism, media, DJing. And a lot of people don't know what um, my first passion towards anything music related or entertainment related was singing. Mm. So mm. one of the like, it's how everything becomes full circle. I have many ver very close friends who are DJs and I became close with them because I would support them and they would support me when they would pr promote my music years ago. And fast forward, DJing is one of the things I do as well. Right. So I know I'm forgetting a bunch of stuff and as we talk, more things that I do and I'm involved in will come about. Excellent. How how does everything tie together? Because like, the way it sounds is like you took advantage of every opportunity, right? So it's like, because you said your parents, like one parent was on one route, the next person on that route, and it's like you just learned throughout like pharmaceutical and so forth and so forth. But like, how does it, or like, do you have like a vision of like how it will all tie together in the yeah, end? It, 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 you know, I feel like um, it all plans together because with, with journalism and anything media related, a reason I 
was able to navigate and do a lot of things so good and quickly is because I remember an internship when I was working with um uh, I was working uh, for SQPA Beacon. I was interning at SQPA Beacon Preventive. That's ISA in St. Albans, Queens. Mm-hmm. Um, Saint, borderline St. Albans, near Liberty and Merrick, near there. And my, my dad got me that internship from his uh, former colleague. And I was working with um, children who had cases with um, the Administration for Children's Services. So these are children who there were situations in the home that weren't as healthy as it could have been. And I was interning as their counselor or case manager, whatever you call it. So the woman named Cynthia Guy, she would do, um, she would review all my progress notes and she would critique it, critique it. And then like a year in of interning, she taught me how to ask great questions and um, be detailed. What what age was this? This was like 18, 19, maybe maybe like 19, 20. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and she taught me how to do so much and how, and if I had like 15 minutes with a client, uh, however you want to call it, with a student or mm-hmm. whatever, mm-hmm. what I, what she saw in that note, she had to respect it. So fast forward years later, when I'm with whoever um, interviewing, like is I have that same approach. So it ties together in that way with pharma, um, the business ties to that because I literally run a business of Queens, Brooklyn and Long Island. So that's that's the way we manage it. So I have um, about 90 different doctors, PAs and nurses that I call on and I have to manage my week. So one, I could be in Bushwick today, Bushwick Ridgewood today, and then I re- I'm supposed to end up in um, the Hamptons. I have to figure out how to do it. And there are people who rely on my information in order to provide, to provide great services for their patients. So. It's, it, it all ties together in, and and to answer your question in the long run is the way I believe, the way I feel is whatever I like I feel like growing up at least for me at least in my household it was um, go to school and get the highest education you can get a great job and it's usually in the medical law or engineering field and do that until you retire and I respect it but I'm much bigger than that. So, amen. Yeah, thank you. Mm-hmm. So I um, I, I did everything my parents wanted me to do, right? Right. <laughs> but I um, I knew that whatever I feel, I don't want to die and not have tapped it or tried it. So, that, like the big picture is like when when I'm no longer here, when I go on to be closer to God, like I want people to look back and say it's a great masterpiece. So that's and 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 honestly, like. I just know everything's gonna come together, mm-hmm. and it's, it's it's. I guess I, I'm sure we all there are five of us in this room right now. I know we all have a vision that we can't explain, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. in the future it'll it be all, like yeah. Uh, my question would be um to to go back to your nor, nor, uh, Nigerian roots, having parents that both come from there. That's a, a worth or work ethic. That's that's yeah. crazy. Yeah. Like just with most Caribbean parents, you know, when it comes to how they work, how did that influence you? And because you said your dad put you in there at, at 18 and, and put you in the door for this route. But, you know, how did they like really grow you? Oh, man. All throughout? My, my parents, just like most Nigerian parents, were very strict growing up. <laughs> they were very strict. I have an older brother, younger sister, and they were strict, but loving. But at the same time, um, 
Everything was about education. Everything was about making sure we think about our legacy, the family name, respect. And um, it's, it, it sticks with me now and it sticks with my siblings and like many Nigerians that I grew up with or that I know. And it, it, it's, it's helped me because that work ethic, what some people consider ambition for me is me just being me or me just knowing that, um, you know, I'm thinking about my future kids. I'm thinking about my parents. I'm thinking about my family when I do things. So I'm not really thinking I'm doing a lot or I'm working hard. I'm just, it's just, it's like how it's bread. Yeah. So speaking of that, like I have a lot. And when I say I have a lot, I have a lot of friends that went to school and now I'm 31. And to tell you the truth, they kind of regret going to school because when you go to school, you got to take out a loan, you got to take out this, that, and the third. And it's like they wish that they could have sat down with themselves and thought of like, you know what? I want to do hair or makeup. Yeah. Or if you're a dude, I want to like own this business or that. So to me, it's like if you were talking to a 15, 16-year-old, would you push to them the education route? Would you push to them the route of, yo, if you have a dream, something you want to do, do that? Or would you tell them to kind of try and combine the two the best way? I think it's a great question because um, if what I say is this, I feel if you have like there's some people who, who like you said, do hair. There's some people who want to do hair and they're great at it, but don't know how to run a business. So exactly. if you imagine if you you want to do hair, but you don't have or there's no beauty salon near you that's willing to support you or let you learn. You can look online. What if you're not able to learn that way? So I say if if you have resources and you're in a position to I'm I'm 100% for school. I'm not for student loans. I'm 100% for school because I just can speak for me. Right. There there are I can't even put in the words the amount of things that I've learned from going to college that I know I I wouldn't have learned other places. Right, right. So I do think school is 100 100% beneficial, but yeah. at the same time I do believe that you got to have that hands-on um, mentor mentorship from someone outside of the school. So it's 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 tough. It's I say if you if you're passionate about something and there's a way for you to learn from someone, maybe you go pick up a skill or get a trade or something. But I do think it's very important. In 2020, I'm going to say it's very important still to go to college. But I'm 1,000 percent. Not for student loans, right? Yeah, yeah, and 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 that's the thing that to me sucks is it's like you want to go, you know, like you know, get that, um, uh, the bachelor's, the master's, and then it's like when you're done, you're you're like two hundred thousand dollar debt yeah. that you may never pay off, or yep. if by the time you're done, you're like fifty years old, fifty five years old, yeah. And to me, like it just hurts Slows your life. Yeah, yeah, like it just hurts having. Friends, that's like 28, 29, 30, and they're in like $140,000, $150,000 debt. Yeah, and they work in a job that only makes like 40000 a year. Yeah, not, I, even, not even that. I have a friend who, um, she's actually a um, a chemist. Um, she got her degree in, um, I forgot what kind of biology, but something that blew my mind. And I was like, she got a master's in it. And, I was, and she was working at the airport. 
Not to anyone works at the airport. Is yeah, but that's not her field. Like that's not what she studied for and what she's in depth for. Yeah, and so it blows my mind when I'm like, and she's um she's Middle Eastern, and I'm like, how? What are you still doing here? Every time I see her, I'm like, what are you still doing here, girl? Not to you know put it in her, yeah. but at the same time, like you know, you, you didn't go to you, school for yeah, this. Yeah, it's like you know you have something that you love. This ain't it. Yeah, like, get up out of here as soon as you can. Yeah, so it's like when people go to school, like I'm, I like you said. For school, but I'm I'm for education. We all have to educate ourselves in daily, regularly. The education process never stops. Yep. But school, that whole setup is right now is ass backwards. It's not meant I, to. Uh, I'm a piggyback right off you with the ass backwards. Mm-hmm. I think what we've seen and what's I, I don't think has been said enough that the problem with student loans is that is how it's been dispersed. Basically. The, the banks and the government are g- giving away these loans, but they're not on the hook for any of it. In the same way, I, I guess I'll put it this way. At 18 years old, if you walk into a bank and say, I want, give me $50,000 to open up a, a hair salon business, 99.9999% of the time, the bank will tell you no. Mm. Please walk on my establishment. Yeah. That same bank will turn that. around and give you 18... Go ahead. Thank you. Will give you... $150,000 to go to Harvard yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because they know the, the loan is structured you, differently. Yeah. The loan, a business loan is structured. If your business fails, they, they, on the, they yeah. lose as well. Yeah. With the student loans, they don't lose. Yeah. So it sets the, the students up in that precarious position where they're the only person on the hook if it, if it <laughs> right. goes, if you don't get that job that you think that you're going to get. Right. And look at it. last thing I'll say before is that because of student loans and to be honest it's been it's been the way that we the i guess you could say the minority population sees ourselves getting achieving success mm. so we've now we're now hitting that point where the market is saturated with a lot of people with degrees and it's becoming flipped where everyone has that theoretical degree but not many people are have the hands-on expertise to go out there and do something. It's one thing to be able to design an airplane. It's another thing to be able to rivet all the thousands of rivets that go into that. Yeah. <laughs> and that's why you see all the trade schools and the tradesmen are making bank yeah. because they're they're on the short end of the labor market. And now they can, they can push their prices up because who else is going to do it? it? No one else right. is going to do it. And the other part that to me doesn't make sense is that they push... You know what I'm saying? School, school, school. And then when you go to get the job, you have to have experience that you don't get from yes, the, school. The, the catch-22. Right. So it's like, yeah, so it's like the catch-22. So it's just like, and I, I don't know, like I'm a education fan, but i always been the type that if you're going to go to school, know what you're going for. I would. And have a plan. I would. I'm, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, nah, it, it, something because... Um, I think I was listening to a podcast, like a Dave Ramsey podcast or something like that. And I think there's like a loan forgiveness program or something like that. Yes, they're, they're trying to come out. Which loan forgiveness program? I, I don't I don't know. The federal government does have they do have a loan forgiveness program, but it's terrible. Ninety seven percent of the applicants are denied. Yeah. Wow. So, so what Christ. can we suggest <laughs> for someone that wants to go to school but don't want to be in debt? In debt? So like, there's really no. Yes, there is. Grants. No, there's there's ways. If it, it depends on what it all depends on what you want to learn. Um, for example, I I'll speak from my field. I'm in engineering, and if you don't want to go the route of school and you don't like 
student loans is your own thing, but you want to avoid that as best as possible. Engineering is a very practical um, profession. So if you can start building things on your own, and there's a lot of YouTube guides, there you can. there's a lot of um, free coding classes. There's a lot of, Khan Academy has a bunch of different um, classes from calculus, literally almost everything that you can find, even English and all that other stuff. You can go on there, get the knowledge there. But it is hard, it is probably even harder because you then have to sit down and be at home and buy the parts and put it together. Right. And it, it you can suffice doing it that way. It will be cheaper, but it's definitely gonna be harder. But if you're if you're really interested in that topic, you're gonna do it because you're not you're, like you're not it's not yeah, it's it's, it's, not it's, it's fun for you it's not it's not it's not work it's fun just the same way if you want to make music you're gonna make your music and sell the mixtapes mm-hmm. walking down the street you know yeah. you're gonna do what you want to do see, see with me i always had this logic right like i'm not against school but like you said like if you don't know what you want to do then i don't suggest you to go to school like i agree with that yeah i agree with that if you don't know please don't, don't go because go. exactly. you're gonna waste your time and your money exactly but my thing was it, sometimes it's not even about the the paper because you could go to school and you get you're not in that field. Sometimes about who you know. So like with me, like I have paralegal experience. I worked in a paralegal office for like eight, eight to ten years, and that was fresh. That was within high school. I was in that office, and I learned so much up to the paralegal level. The only difference is I don't have the degree to say, "Oh, I'm a paralegal." Mm-hmm. You know. So it's like sometimes just who you know. And I, I got that job because I had a um, personal injury case, and I was like, "Hey, I work here on weekends. Just you know, just have a little money in my pocket." The lawyer took me in. And taught me the ropes, and then like I was dealing with personal injury cases, immigration cases, divorce, um, nice, a little bit of criminal cases, but nothing too crazy. But it was like so now I was like I know the paralegal route, but I don't have the degree to say yeah, look, this is what I used to do. You see, so but I don't want to be I don't want to be a lawyer. I'll just give a shout out to a few for people who want to know. Khan Academy is one that's large. They they really do a good job of the way they explain it. There's also um, EDX, that's an app you can download, and EDX actually have a, there's a paid version where you can pay whatever the price is for the course, and they'll give you a certificate, you take a test and they give you a certificate. There's also Coursera, and I believe Apple has some stuff too. Apple, actually, Apple and Google, every almost every day have um, free classes for coding, taking pictures, business managers. Apple, manage- Apple. yes, you can go in, oh, if you go on, I don't know Apple's website, but I know if you go grow, grow with Google, they have them for adults. I took my son out to a coding class. It's free. You just sign up and you walk in. And they have people probably just like you and us, you know, people who want to volunteer their time. How old is your son? Se- uh, six. He'd be seven in you April. Took, you took your seven, your six to seven-year-old son to a coding class? Yeah. It's not, you, well, it's... Early. It sounds <laughs> as he should. As he should. <laughs> no problem with that. Well, that's, yeah. what's up. Now, that's what's up. That's right. what's up. Stop and how does interest too? Yeah, that's what, that's what, yeah. Because the way it's done, they use... Uh, uh, the platform is called it's from MIT called it's a website scratch.mit.edu and you don't actually type the code the way it's set up every there's like blocks so there's like a movement block a object block and you just connect them so if you so it, like the instructor would say something like well they give them freedom so they'll tell you make whatever but let's say you want to make a turtle move from one side of a platform to the next mm-hmm. you'd have to select the turtle then you place it on the on the mm-hmm. block on the on the platform so then you'd go and click something like movement, like movement to the right. And then you'd have to choose either 10 steps, five steps. And then if you wanted to move back, you'd put movement to the left, 10 steps, five steps. And all every time you do it, you're connecting. So it's like turtle, 
move 10 steps to the right, stop for a second, turn around, move 10 steps to the left, and then when you press play, it will do that. And you'll see the it will do the, the like that. Yeah, it's dope, man. It's 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 made for kids. So check it out. Scratch.mit.edu. Apple, we gonna need to check for Hector for the promotion. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> he sold it well. Exactly. <laughs> so Terry, with the business and acumen that you have, explain to someone. Say someone they at home and they're like, yo, you know what? I want to start up a business doing this. A business doing that. What advice would you give to? someone like business 101 like what advice would you give to um uh, someone that's just starting off like what could you say like the do's and the uh, do nots i say one of the first things you should do is study the industry because if you're going into um an industry and you feel as though what you are hoping to sell or what service you're provi- i'm hoping to provide to let's say a targeted uh, area or group or um, whatever you're hoping to sell, you just need to make sure that there's a need for it. You better um, there's a market, yeah. And then you need need to know who the competitors are. You need to know um, the strengths. You need to know the weaknesses out there against you. You need to know um, you you just need to know the market right. just overall. Mm-hmm. And another thing I would say is when jumping into a business, it, it's it's like you eat the food you kill, literally. So you know, I in pharma, it, like I have a form of it where we get a bon. We have our salary, then we get a bonus. Right, right, right. So right. even though um, you have the salary, you want that bonus, of course, check that <laughs> comes when it comes to be very fat. Right, right, right. right. So the harder you work and um, the better you perform, the bigger that check. Right, right. But when you have your own business, that's your only. In most cases, yeah. that's your only. Source of um, bread here. Right? Yeah, so yeah. Th- that's something that, that people really have to think hard about. So we could be passionate, the five of us could be passionate about starting a business, right? But then you need a team. When it grows beyond us, you need a team of people, right? Some of those people might be there just for a check. So you, you, Most of the time. Yeah, yeah, in, <laughs> yeah. Many, in many cases. Yeah. So when you're bringing people on board with, mm. you call it your baby, your family, when you're bringing people on board, like that's another area that is a difficult skill where many um, business owners or CEOs or whatever you want to call them struggle with because many people are great at giving that first interview. Then when they get in, they get the health coverage, they get whatever they get the money, <laughs> they get whatever they need, and then they do the bare minimum. The bare right. And then it's sometimes not as easy to replace them or whatever. So they they, you know, I would just say going into a business, you want to look at the market and also think about if you want to live a life where you don't have food or your bills paid unless you're able to, to meet work. your goal with yeah. yeah yeah so um it, it's basically it's a similar question but it's like now if somebody's let's say they have a budget and like their budget's like let's say five grand like what small business ideas can you pitch to them good to question. try to start good question this for me i'm the type of person where i'm not i don't want to sell something unless i'm passionate about it one okay. i would say who, this way that an, the answer I say can apply to many people is whatever it is that you're willing to sell, be passionate about it. Cause somebody could come into all of us and say, you know what? Um, I saw you, I heard the way you said, whatever you said about Apple, I want you to sell insurance. And then you could be like, I can do it. But if you're not passionate, it feels yeah. like work. So exactly. that's one thing. Another thing I would say is, and I love it because it knocked a lot of middlemen out the way. It knocked a lot of people who, 
were gatekeepers and just didn't plan to do things for people. Brokers. The internet. So yes. if you got 5K, you whatever it is Instagram. that you Instagram. Instagram, yeah. any Instagram, any YouTube, form of social media, social media, yeah, it's all free still. Take take advantage of it because we met without we connected without even meeting without before. Without meeting, right, right, and right. So <laughs> exactly, I say abuse the internet, and um, yeah, just 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 those things. Uh, speaking on pharma, so you saying you know being passionate about what you're doing so in in your what you're doing how is that passionate for you how is this your so it's, it's that's how it's, like we say it ties back it ties back to social services yeah, so yeah. when i went to school for human services it, i'm just providing services and i worked with so many vulnerable popula populations i remember when i was a case ryan white case manager working with the hiv AIDS population and then i would see the doctor come in once every two weeks to you know see the patients and i'm in the next room and I would see the medications that the different um, clients, we call them, different clients had. So fast forward, and once in a while we had a rep that would come to the office that I worked in. Fast forward, I'm now that rep. So it's one thing to um, know that the information that I, I'm giving a doctor is what's gonna give him or her the confidence to prescribe my drug. And it's another thing to see it from a lens of once a doctor leaves and that patient who I used to be a case manager for, like I'm on the other end now knowing that many of, when I look back of patients who are receiving HIV AIDS medication, that it has helped them. So it's, 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 it's just, I'm passionate about it. One, because it does great for me. And two, I'm able to see, you, if you ever, if you don't know what plaque psoriasis looks like, there's a like there's some people who I've only heard of like the commercials for the medicine. I never actually visually seen it's right like now. eczema times a million yeah. mm. on your skin. Oh my god! Yeah, it's, it's like, some yeah. people like they feel like they look like monsters, and like people look at you like you look like a monster. Like, there are people who will in ninety degree weather because of the way their body looks, their skin looks cover up, but they'll cover up like the way I'm dressed, right? The way we're the way we're dressed in the summer. You know, oh. and there's some people who don't want to leave their homes because of it. What what causes it? That it's you. Some people just develop it. It's like there's no there's no root to what causes it. Some people have it. Some people don't. Is it like um like they were born with it or? Some people are born. Some people develop it in their teens. Some people develop it in their fifties and their sixties. Mm -hmm. And the the number and it's it's not curable. It's the best thing for right now is just treating it. Mm. You, I used to work for, for, uh, at a Department of Health building, at New York City Department of Health, and I remember a lot of times they would have these Ryan White trainings there. So I'm, I'm, fam I, I'm, I vague, I'm vaguely familiar with some of the stuff you're mentioning. I guess my question to you is, how do you? What's your thoughts on how New York City is handling the different, the various health issues from your time that you've been in it? How do you, how do you, like, I guess, how you, how would you rate how they're handling from things like, I guess, the Ryan White program? I know there's the, the, what's that other one? Okay, I'll let you still go back. I can't remember, but. Yeah, I, I would say there are services just across the board that many people don't know about. It's just, we have to apply ourselves. Naloxone, that was the one I was looking, I was thinking about. They just came out with the, the Naloxone pen, I believe, and mm. they're pushing that. The thing, thing I would say, like New York and beyond, is just unfortunate. And you know, I'm on the end of. I see how much many drugs cost. I see how much 
it, it, it costs for someone to see a doctor. I just wish, just like with student loans, it was more affordable. Mm-hmm. Because there's some people who, we speaking of Ryan White, HIV AIDS, there's some people who have it mm-hmm. and they can't afford to treat it. There's some people who have plaque psoriasis and can't afford to treat it or they get the bare minimum or over-the-counter drug. And in some cases, the over-the-counter of what, let's make it broader, the over-the-counter that we get in Walgreens or whatever sometimes doesn't quite do... Doesn't the, have the potency. Yeah. So... so Go ahead, yeah, um, but to rate it, it it's I, I would say it could be better because and better because as I say, I cover from Long Island to the Verrazano and Tribal Bridge, so that's black, Asian, white, Jewish, Indian, all kind of. I see all groups, mm-hmm. and in most of the black neighborhoods and in many of the Latin neighborhoods, some of the Asian neighborhoods, they're, they're, when you look at the insurance people have is Medicaid. And then when you see how much it covers, it's like they might as well have no insurance. So yeah. you have somebody with a, a, a disease, skin condition or whatever that really affects their life. And th- in most cases, there's not much that they can do about it. You just have to cope with it, survive. So my thing is, because obviously there's pros and cons in the pharmaceutical field. So my thing is, so like I have CHD, congenital heart disease, right? Well, congenital heart defect. Mm. So the medication that I was prescribed, actually, it it helped my heart because there's no cure. It helped my heart, but it affected other organs. So now in your side of the field, being that you're dealing with a skin condition, how do you try to avoid hurt something else because we all know how the immune system works it focuses right. on the biggest problem right. and neglects everything else so how does like your medications focus yeah. on that specific group that you're trying to hit right so they are, and unfortunately like if, if you look at um, most drugs that we see the commercials for on, te- on television it's like 10 the, side effects yeah but at the end they'll say it and but it has to be in every commercial yeah but it's at the end it's there not all drugs have side effects some have side effects some are stronger and can be deadly um, compared to others. But what what we do, and at least for me, what, what has made it, made me feel better about it is we go through intense trainings where we go on, where we go over dosing, we go over efficacy, we go over insurance, and we go over safety. So um, just as you said, some other things did not, um, maybe, hopefully not you, but for someone else may have not performed as well because of the medications. We... It's on us when we sign on to saying whatever drug we want to promote or sell. It, when we see those side effects, is it something that we really want to stand behind or are we just there for the check? So with, with, with me, whenever I've sold a drug, if it's something that I felt good that has done more great than bad, is that's like I've, I've always... You just recall it or something like that. Yeah. But um, so how do you test the drugs? Oh, they every so I don't test the drugs. They go through clinical trials. So clinical trials in some cases <clears throat> can be five years of trials before they even get to the the marketing team. Before they even get to me, who brings it to the doctor. So in those trials, FDA and there's so many people who screen. CDCs. Yeah, there's there's so many people who screen the medications before it's can get the promotion on TV is there's so many people and I can have a drug and um, 
hopefully that's not an audio. No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah. I, I can <laughs> have a drug. Mm-hmm. I can have a drug, and while I'm out, um, let's say I lo- I just launched a drug in 2017, right? While it's out for the first year, we had no help with promotion with radio or um with radio or television, and in that year it becomes more difficult because there are other drugs who went through the FDA and then um they went through the clinical trials and then you have doctors nothing tops a doctor's clinical experience so i'm competing with that right and in that first year if you have a you're a doctor or you're a pa or whatever and you have a patient who has an adverse effect or something that we don't need to have happen and i'm the rep who sells it that thing gets put out there and it's bad for um a I'm, I lost track what was your question um, how do you test it? Oh, they go through clinical trials in a nutshell. Okay. Clinical trials before it gets to me. And intense clinical trials. Have um, you ha- have you had that happen where you've seen a, a visceral reaction uh, to a client that I, you... I have... I, I, I'm not able to see... Like, I might, I may go into office and I see pe- patients. And in dermatology, there are people who could be there for acne, people could be there for anything, right? I see patients, but I don't know who's there for the skin conditions that my medications treat. Right, so um, I will say that um, in my years in the industry, I have had providers tell me that um, either they or someone that they know that's another provider has had a patient that had an adverse reaction to it. So it, I mean, it's, it's, and that's probably been like twice in my five years and change of being in the pharma industry, but that's just me. Right. But, and, and pretty much in, in across the board in pharma, is is they put those side effects in the commercials for a reason because there is a chance that it can happen right. and it's just unfortunate that that blow up could happen to to, to you. Right. Yeah. Go ahead. Okay. Yeah. Um. So I always wanted to ask the question to someone who's on the other quote unquote the other side of the spectrum. They're not receiving the drugs. They're in your case, you're selling the drugs. The, the the legitimate drugs, not not the, not the bad stuff. Yeah. Um, how stuff. how would you with you, you mentioned that a lot of a lot of people you see a lot of the communities they don't have access to healthcare or the healthcare they do have is really shitty. How do you think? What's your what's your idea of a better um, healthcare? I guess you could say in America or, or even let's or you could keep it local in New York City. What's a better way you think to get it done where more people can have access to the better drugs and not just have to worry about you know what I'm just gonna stay home and drink some tea and hope that it goes away better be careful with that question cause they gonna raise taxes <laughs> cause, cause he, he feel right where I was gonna um go I feel like a lot of that support has to come from the government because when you actually know and do your research on how much some of these medications cost, cost to, to develop mm. and you know just even get them approved and bring them to the forefront it's an expensive thing and you, you want don't you feel like that's part of the setup though like part of most of that doesn't need to be as expensive to the FAA the, the fees that they yeah. have to pay right yeah like, or like I know someone or I read a story where a woman was trying to cure cancer and she developed a, a system where it looked like you know it was really working but to get in the door to actually do this on a wide scale they shut it down she'd have to pay 
like a good five million dollars for something that could potentially cure cancer. It's gonna put million right. dollars. Right. So you would think you would think that instead of putting a pay gap or a, a, a wall in front of her, you would be like there would be a place where, you know, an idea could come about and it would be freely tested to figure out to to kill this disease. Yeah. But that's not how yeah. it is out here. It's see, it's a tricky um, spot for me to be in because with the internet, I still do work in the field but I will say I believe the thing that can make it easier for people is if the government does what they have to do to make it more affordable and easier for people who need better health care so so question coming from alright so like for the ones who are discouraged right and the ones who feel like maybe medication is just a scheme to for the government or whoever to make more money right can you speak on that? Like, do you feel like... Because my thing is, like like cancer, for instance. If you cure cancer, you're running out of money. So it's like you need to chemo treatments. You need to keep having them come back and all these other things. If I cure you, I'm losing money out of my pocket. Yeah. So is this like a myth or like a fact? I've seen, <laughs> I've seen people... Um, I've seen doctors who, who have shown me what their skin looked like before they had, um, when they did have flare-ups of plaques rises, and when they took either my drug or another good drug, and what their skin looked like after. And before they took those drugs, nothing has happened. So, the, the, the it's like there's a pro and con to everything. There can be side effects, but I have seen it work. Um, I um, think about when you have um, acne, and then you go to Walgreens, and then you get the Neutrogena or whatever, and or whatever it is, a, a pimple or a razor bump or whatever, and then you use 10 skin, it goes away. But if you try to use soap and water for three, four months, it might not do it. So um, I know that's probably like the lightest example, but it's, it's, it's just like in mo with most things in business, there's, there's always that thing where you got to... Not to cut you, like to rephrase, basically like is, is the drugs created to cure or maintain? Depends that, on the that, drug. Yeah, in this Depends case, on, yeah. for psoriasis, the yeah. there's no cure. Uh, yeah, there's, there's no, no cure. So it's just to place. limit, like, li yeah. minimalize it. Basically. To make it easier for you to, to deal with. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Can I... Can I go back, Ross? You said that you know someone. Is it was? Do you know that person oh, no, personally? I don't know. I know that story. Oh, um, you know the story. Yeah, she was story. actually on. Um, what's that guy's name? Roland. She was on. She was on national TV. Well, with, uh, Roland Martin. With yeah, Roland Martin. He, mm. She was. On I would. There. I would just advise someone like that. That is, where, <laughs> if you truly believe that you have something golden, especially today with the. Um, the venture capital market, you can you can pitch those ideas to. To investors and they will front you that five million dollars but obviously they're gonna want to make it back on the back end but they can front you the five million dollars where make, you can make it back triple bro yeah where you can get it in, <laughs> onto the market I'm, I'm just giving options about if you i guess it goes back to what you're talking about business if you really have an idea and you really truly believe this idea one of the i started listening to um business casual podcast recently because i i don't fashion myself as a businessman as like you know i'm not this is just not been my thing. <laughs> right. So I started doing it in a, I guess, a, a laser affair kind of way to, you know, just get my, my head up on it. And one of the things I realized is that a lot of these 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 people who come to pro with products or services, they're, they don't necessarily use their own money to start it up. They go and 
literally raise money and get investors mm-hmm. to do it. So they're not spending their own money. They'll go to SoftBank and get $2 billion from SoftBank. And then they'll wait six months. They'll, they'll take $5 million, make the prototype, then take the prototype, and then take it to SoftBank and say, look, we have the prototype. Give us $10 million. So Then SoftBank gives them $10 million, And then they go back and make a second prototype to make it better before they even make the final product. They're still raising funds. Like, it really happens. So I get, to go back to what you just keep, like, and I guess just keep, there is a way to get the funding. You just have to... No, one you have to know about it, and two you have to like just try. Honestly, yeah, that's that's like people who use credit to start their business. Yes, like essentially they, they, they use their credit and then yeah. they profit and just pay right back. Exactly. Like, oh. So with you, you know, Queens, Long Island, Brooklyn, everything that you do, Terry. It, obviously, it's not just you. You have to depend on people, team, so on and so forth. So and with me, like not only with these three guys here who. I love so so much but I have other people who help me do the show and I can't do the show without them yeah so and it's like I find myself every day trying to make myself better not just for the show but for them like if they're giving me their time like I want to make to make the show better for them so yeah can you just talk from being like at the top like at the forefront of just a farmer a former and just doing like everything that you do, like how important it is to have that support system under you. So when things go wrong or when you need help, advice, like how important is that to have when you're doing such a strenuous job? Yeah, it's, and that's another thing about when you asked a question earlier about how everything ties back. Mm. So, like I said, I cover from the Hamptons to the Verrazano and right. Triborough Bridge, right? Mm-hmm. But I have colleagues who are in. There's a team of 13 of us, nice, but there, there's, there, I have colleagues all around the country, right? Mm-hmm. So there's a, but in my district, mm-hmm. there's someone up in Maine, there's someone all the way down to North Carolina, right? Mm-hmm. So we have our conference calls every two weeks. So if there are things that we're struggling with in the field, whether it's learning how to manage such a large territory, or um, you have a difficult doctor who maybe doesn't believe in your drug, or you have, um, Whatever it is, we have our support groups and then we have different people who have 20 year experience, different teams, 20 year experience in the industry that like we're able to call each other at any hour of the day. Like we create our schedule. If we should text, hey, are you free to talk on Wednesday at two? No, I'm free at five on Thursday. Call me at that time. So that that kind of thing is in place. And then we also have our um, district sales meetings, regional sales meetings and national sales meetings. So in those meetings, you might get um, let's say a doctor who maybe prescribes um, prescribes the most amount of drugs for whatever disease or skin condition. Let's speak in my industry, skin condition. Mm-hmm. And that doctor is going to come and speak to the 500 or 600, 800 sales reps, right? Right. And there he's going to tell you... Um, what he does like, what he does dislike about a rep, what he does like, what he does dislike about your drug. He's going to give you the lens of what the doctor's speaking of. Then you may have some people who have, haven't had a flare up in three, four years since using a drug before mine and mm-hmm. then maybe with mine and the difference between both. So we have a lot of things that we're able to pull from to give us confidence when we're out in the field. If organization is an area that you struggle with. There could be, some, I, I live in New York, there could be somebody in Texas who's great at it, but maybe not great in um, 
getting access to the doctor. I right. may be able to call that person to school me on how to be better with organizing and I can maybe give them pointers on how to hold the doctor's attention when you have it. So right. there are a lot of different things in play, at least with, um, in my experience, that have made it easier. Uh, I just have a question. Do is, like do you choose who these people are, or like are these people all self made, and you just like you just know about them, so you just network and connect? Each company is different. With me, I have target. They're called targets, right? Mm -hmm. So in my district, there are a list of people that I have to see, right, monthly. So um, they tell you how many times you have to see each person. I'm able to look at in, in my laptop and in my iPad to see um, the. Um, what's happening in my territory, meaning if I'm able to just see a, like a lot of things that the average person isn't able to see, mm. whether it's with insurance, with the market, with what other drugs are doing, I'm able to see so much. So, um, yeah, that that's that's it. And, and obviously you're not taking upon this all by yourself. You have your own little circle. No. 13. Yeah. No, no, but, no, but New said, York is- 13 I mean, was the market though. No, like the thirteen like, is yeah. my. It, we have a, it's a, a district. district. Yeah. yeah dist oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Got so you, got you, got you. I'm I'm Long Island to um I'm Long Island to <clears throat> Verrazano. So Queens, Brooklyn, Long Island, other than downtown Brooklyn, um somebody is Harlem, um the Bronx, Westchester, okay. Blase Blah. Somebody is Staten Island, New Jersey, all the to, way down to the coast. Yeah. So yeah. everybody has their area, and right. I feel blessed because like growing up in New York, the way I grew up in it. Um, I can go anywhere, but there are people who like are either in own, like there's some people who, let's say we can call out a place like maybe Atlanta or somebody who's in Utah. They only, in some cases, see one race or one type of people. But in New York, at least the way I grew up with um, some of my childhood friends, we just never liked staying in Jamaica, Queens. So we were <laughs> going, no, no, we loved it. We, we. <laughs> We're having fun there, but we wanted to see what it was like in the city right. at a young age. We wanted to go see what it was like um, in Long Island. We wanted to go to Jersey. We wanted to go to the Latin neighborhoods. We wanted to go everywhere. So it kind of helped me. And like, it's one of the things that's made it, made me successful in pharma because- How does uh, Instagram and the internet, like you say, you say you cut out the middleman. How do you use Instagram and all that? Do you I don't it? use that with pharma. Oh, okay, all right. No. That's just for your music and- uh well, just with every other thing, but a lot of other things, because I feel like in this day and age, like sometimes people say they dislike it. It's almost like cell phones. It's like you better get with it because it's gonna yeah. keep evolving, you right? Know? <laughs> and the but the internet is um well, Instagram I don't really use for for work. If I don't use it for work, mm -hmm. I don't use it for formal. Yeah. No. So, um. Terry, so as you said, uh, media is a big part of your uh, background too. Could uh, could you just talk uh, talk about uh, how you got into that one and two? What's your take on the media sense now in terms of the music or the DJ and the film? Speak about like how you got into it though first. Yeah, the media um, and as a whole. I just always loved um, like good conversation and learning. So there are like certain people who, um, like from when I was a kid, I would always talk to older people. When older, like I'd be like 15, having conversations with 70 year olds. <laughs> Smart man. Yeah, right. and they, cause they love to, like they love, they're willing to- Share that information. They they, they love to, especially yeah. when they see that you are putting into action. 
So um, it wasn't always that I was able to find that on television or on the radio the way I wanted to. Mm. So um, I loved music growing up and I would always, when my favorite um, artists, of course, everybody loved Michael Jackson, everybody loved a lot of the people that we all loved growing up. Mm. I would just enjoy those conversations because the music is what they wanted us to see. But when you had them like this, you got to um, understand their mind more. You got to um, learn a a thing about them that no one knew. So um, I got the way I got into it is I got into it because I felt a lot of people were. It's like we talk about gatekeepers. Like a lot of people were pretty much giving a runaround or like, I know I'm ambitious. I know 10 years ago, everybody who was doing their thing, whether it's like in, in like in the New York area, like I, I, I know, I know I was everywhere and I still am everywhere. And I just never liked being in a position where I've got to go to someone who I know their work ethic isn't like mine. Mm-hmm. And I've got to deal with them, ignoring my calls and my texts. Like when you DM me, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I'm like, there's some people who with style, like, whatever, mm, right? Mm. But I'm like, we can help each other. Right, right, right. But sometimes, like, I would even get vocal to the point where I'm trying to explain, like, hey, this, it could benefit you. This, Why do I even have to explain to this adult how it's going to benefit <laughs> him too? Right? right. So I got right. done with that. And um, YouTube was becoming bigger and bigger. And, and um, Instagram wasn't popping yet. But I was doing my best to get on, like, a lot of... Um, networks and they were styling on me i would like email like hundreds of people like probably thousands mm-hmm. and everybody styled everybody styled and the internet opened up like it's the same way i'm able to get to doctors i've always like 10 years ago when i say i was everywhere i was everywhere like to in the hip-hop scene and the pop scene and i was everywhere mm-hmm. and people who like they were my i'm like are oh, you my people you, you front you know i'm i'm working and then right um I knew I knew a lot of famous people already at that time, right? By the time I figured, look, I could do this, right. and um, I got an opportunity. Um, my first interview was with Total. Um, mm-hmm. That was uh, signed a bad boy. Yeah, right, bad boy. Yeah, and I was nervous. And then when I got in, there, I was like, it's like talking with, at least for me, like it right. was. It was like talking with you guys, and it was just coming and coming and coming right and then from there like my passion just grew because 10 years ago i didn't think i was gonna be in journalism or media or anything like that right it was was music right but i wanted to get near music so um it it kicked off like that and then from there like i just started meeting everybody and knowing everybody and like we probably met years ago and (laughs) And in that world and didn't know exactly um or just in that scene and didn't know right so I just get, kept getting pulled everywhere, everywhere. And like a week would pop up and then certain people who um, are like superstars because they maybe vibed out with me might shoot me a text, have them be in town next week. Right. I want to see something outside of the city. Right. And and then it, it just felt good. And then after a while, I just became more passionate and more passionate about it. And just like you guys, I could tell from how we're talking, like you care about the quality of the interview and because it lasts forever. It's right. like what it's like with, with music. Like when I listen to a lot of interviews, sometimes I'll say this person doesn't know that their grandchildren is gonna watch this because of the internet. 
and (laughs) maybe like they're cursing a lot not judging people who do right or like they're saying certain stuff or because everybody has their own style but or like let's say they did a lazy job and it's like or not interesting right yeah so like i just cared that much and um it just started ringing off of me and like i was able to get into so many spaces and to the point no lie like to the point where right now where it takes a lot for me to um like I've interviewed almost everybody that I want to interview now. Like right. or even been in spaces. Like I remember Yeah, uh, I, I remember I've seen you <laughs> I'm, pictures, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I I remember when um me uh getting backstage at stage forty eight was a big deal. Mm-hmm. Then to me at Met Gala. You know what I mean? Right, right. And right. I'm here with you. Right. So you know it is it, it it just and it's it's like you say, what's the vision or big picture? I just know God's pulling is you know, and and Whenever I have a passion with something, I just pray on it and just let God pull me and just go relentlessly in it. And it's gonna, it's, everything's gonna make sense because it's like it's 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 hard to explain right. like what I'm seeing. Right. But everything's gonna make sense. That makes perfect sense because God pulled me here because I don't even know why I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> it makes sense. So, so I understand. when it comes to dividing your time between the the farmer, which obviously you know driving around in New York, that's a lot. Yeah. That versus you know your passion in the music industry and the entertainment how does that how do you how do you balance that yeah it 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 can be tough <clears throat> but what makes it good is i don't um cover downtown brooklyn and manhattan so you good <laughs> you, know, I mean, for you the don't got to get into local streets i just know and then i just i just know my schedule i just know how to create my schedule so if um i know i'm going to be out late the night before i won't have a breakfast in the hamptons or a breakfast meaning like a doctor and all the um, yeah. staff I won't schedule it there. Like I'll make sure it's close twenty, by. yeah, twenty thirty minutes from my house, right. or I make sure it's delivered before I get there. Or if it, if I'm gonna get there ten minutes late, I'll make sure it's a doctor or staff that I'm on text message basis with, where Not they're fine with client. it, or they, or if they're Makes able sense. to. And Ross and uh, and um uh, and I think another way that that helps you is that having that team, team. having that team no, that but you they can don't depend come on. To New York. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, oh, gotcha, they don't gotcha, come gotcha. to New York. It's, okay. I manage it all. Okay, like, gotcha, gotcha. So I'm not, well, I have a, 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 I have a, a partner. Right, 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 right. But she, when I'm out east, she's out west. When I'm out west, she's out east. Okay, gotcha, so, gotcha, gotcha. So the field is covered at all times? For the most part. Like, it's still it's still a lot. It's still a lot. Like, yeah, within within one space. week, we could, yeah, within yeah. one week, we could get to um everything. Yeah, within, within one week. Um, 